Hello, and welcome to another episode of What the Fuck is Wrong with You People? Alright, so, trying to keep myself awake, really extremely tired. It's probably going to ramble, sound like a crazy person, as if I don't already sound like a crazy person, because crazy reasons are crazy. Okay, so, as you know, it's like me just yelling at the wind, because I think maybe the five or six people listen to my podcast probably agree with me or just listen in order to call me a freaking crazy person so um this one is kind of a directly indirectly related to the um topic of uh sjw's social justice warriors basically it's just the same same thing um you know like i the whole problem I have with the majority, not totality, just majority of social justice warriors, is that the majority of them are there to just yell and claim that they are for social justice when they don't do a fucking thing other than just yell at people at random and scream and then think, I did my job, I told people how terrible they are, and they don't actually produce any solutions or anything else. Basically, they are a hate squad. Um, in that respect. Then they say, why don't people like the fact that we're trying to make their lives better? No, no. The majority of you are not there to make anybody's life better. The majority of you are to virtue signal while attacking other people without doing a fucking thing. And that's when I went on about how activists, um, they will do and then they will say, listen, change your mind. They won't, they usually won't scream at people directly. And that's because you can't scream at people directly and get them to change. When you scream at people, it's like traveling at 120 miles per hour into water. It's basically concrete and it will shatter you. They will not respond the way you want them to respond. And yes, that means that talking to some people who you feel like you really, really hate, it's really fucking difficult. But uh, I've seen people do it, and I've seen people change minds, and I've changed some minds, and and um, and it's because you approach people with... Uh, with tolerance, you, you approach the most intolerable person with tolerance and and they suddenly realized, okay, you know, maybe my preconceived notions are wrong. So that's a summary of my previous podcast. And um, this podcast is like about labels, all right? So what the fuck is wrong with you people and labels? People who self-label in general are full of fucking shit. I, the reason why I self-label is to have this discussion. When somebody has a discussion with me, I will self-label for the purpose of discussion. And I will say, I believe that, I, I call myself this because I believe that you can actually do this this way. And I have done things this way, and I don't do things the other way. That's why I don't call myself the other thing. 
you know, to, as I said before, I self-label as an activist because I am actively trying to do things. I'm actively calling people. Since, since the year 2000, I've been writing to my congressman and I've been leaving phone messages uh, every major, well, not every major election year, but many major election years I'm active. I don't phone call people living at home because that's usually intrusive and has very low results. I will call my legislators. I will call other legislators. I will tell them how their state is affecting me. And I've been doing that since 2000. It's because I feel like I'm actively trying to make a change. So I call myself an activist. And I... And, but I don't do that all the time. You meet me on Twitter... Uh, 99% of my posts, I am specifically saying something else. I don't have it in my bio. I don't do this, this, or this. And, you know, I've been called a lot of horrible things by people who don't know me because I don't self-label. Although there are sometimes in arguments where I can't resist and I will say, listen, you're a joker, I do this. You know, which I shouldn't do because it increases the acrimonious... You know, tone of the entire discussion, and I've been really, I really have been trying to work on changing that, that behavioral trait of mine. Um, But what I'm talking about are people who will say I'm a social justice warrior, and they say I'm proud to be this, and then they go off and they're fucking idiots. Um. And I'm going to go down the list. I'm going to start with the word that a lot of people say. You're a conservative snowflake. You hate women. You're misogynist. No, 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 no. Because I'm, I'm going to go down the list with uh, with all sorts of na- people and labels on who are liberal and who are conservative. So just, just hold off and just listen to my entire podcast. First one on the list is feminist. Neo-feminists or feminazis uh, call themselves, I'm a feminist. I do this. I'm a feminist. I'm a male feminist. I'm a male feminist. I'm a female feminist. Blah, 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 blah. You're fucking not. Likely. Not likely. Uh, Stop trying to pretend you fucking are when you don't do basic things like call your goddamn legislator legislator about equal pay. Okay? Yelling at someone calling them a misogynist does not make you a feminist. Saying I'm a feminist because I did this does not make you a feminist unless it actually advances someone. Like like the um uh the the Holmes, uh, the the woman who's just been indicted, bragged about how she was a feminist because she created a $9 billion company. I'm a feminist. Like, came out of her fucking word like, ch- that mouth like chiclets. That word came out of her mouth like chiclets. No, she wasn't. She was a scam artist. And she was abusive to other women. Mark Zuckerberg's wife, same issue. And they would go on about lean-to feminism, which is a dog whistle for corporate abusive 
bully-ass pieces of shit. You know people who don't call themselves feminists, but are probably some of the strong, or at least rarely call themselves feminists, uh, but are some of the strongest feminists around? Okay, Judge Judy. She doesn't self-identify. She has a whole interview on YouTube where she discusses that. She says, you lead by example. You don't lead by telling people you're a feminist and then turn around and you don't do shit. You don't attack a man who's your boss uh, for anything you can because you believe you're being looked down upon because you're a woman. Now, you may be, you may not be, maybe you are, and then you can can say, hey, stop it. You know, I, I mean, I have seen that. I've seen abusive men treat women like shit underneath them. But I've also seen men who are bosses who uh, speak with a woman say, hey, listen, you actually didn't do this this way. And they scream at him saying, you just don't like me. I'm a feminist. You're you're a misogynist. No, no, that woman is not a feminist. She actually didn't do her fucking job. And he was actually polite about it. Now, uh, another other people who don't necessarily say I'm a feminist, I think they've rarely said it, uh, Oprah Winfrey. Uh, now, she has talked about feminism and supporting women, and then she has actually gone out and fucking done it. But she doesn't say I'm a feminist at the drop of a fucking hat. She actually is who she, who she believes she is. Martha Stewart, same goddamn thing. I, I remember a, an interview where Martha Stewart really came down on on fake feminists, you know, the, the neo-feminists who actually don't do anything. So focus less on self-labeling and more on doing. The next example is male rights activists. And you're going to hear a change in tone because I'm actually going to eat wood. I'm going to eat breakfast and then I'm going to get back and I'm going to continue recording. Which will be exactly one second from now. And one second has passed for you while I spent, I don't know, 45 minutes, almost an hour eating. Okay, so men's rights activists. People who profess to be men's rights activists outside of law firms, which whose, whose purpose is to inform people their specialization of law, not that they hate women. Um, in fact, actually, uh, the men's rights activist law firm in my where I currently live, uh, a woman is the partner in that firm, and that firm is. They say men's rights activists mostly because men have been more or less unfairly targeted in certain family court proceedings in this city, and it's turned into a real problem. So they specialize in making sure that the judge, you know, judges have, you know, a fair, fair judgment and conduct fair proceedings. It's. Uh, they're not actually out there to attack women, right? So, and that pretty much goes with anybody who's self-labeling. If it's your profession in that regard, you know, self-labeling obviously is a must. But you get these other men on Twitter 
who go into these men's rights activists rant, they're totally misogynistic pieces of fucking filth. And the vast majority of them are. And, but they, see, they represent uh, their own idea, and so they self-label themselves in a way where they think that they can get away with treating women like crap, as if men's rights trump women's rights, which is bullshit at its at its legal core. When a lawyer or someone says, listen, we need to make sure that there are equal rights across the board, uh, some men are being unfairly targeted. Now, the history of that, as I mentioned in a previous podcast, you have... Um, the vast majority of human history pro men's rights over women's right which is terrible you know men own property women don't that's bullshit men get the kids in the divorce women don't that's also bullshit and then about uh, the 80s and 90s there was a big shift toward women getting rights to the kids over the husband or the man in many cases it's considered automatic which is also bullshit you can't you can't have a society which is supposed to be judging on the merits of the person or the individual while just doing that you know you can't have the husband or the man always getting custody over the kids if it turns out he's a horrible abuser right and you can't have the mother, wife, woman getting custody over the kids if she turns out to be the abuser. And so people who self-label themselves, you know, self-label men's rights activists, unless they're like a lawyer, nine times out of ten, they're a misogynistic piece of shit. And that is a big problem, you know? And, uh... It, it, it's it's a real it's, so the, the whole concept here is self-labels people who self-label more often than not tend to be full of shit or they're using their label as an excuse to justify abusive behavior toward, toward another individual the exceptions are Say someone is a member of the LGBT community, someone who legitimately has a mental issue. Oh, so here's the other thing people who legitimately have mental issues, people who are legitimately um, autistic, most, most of the time don't come out to say it, right? Sometimes it's because they feel ashamed, which they shouldn't. Uh, more and more, though, it's they don't want to be reminded of it or remind others, and they will just, you know, continue as they are. Uh, sometimes if a person is so handicapped, they have to make, make themselves known, um, they will do that. But most of the time, it's not necessary, because most of the time, a decent society members and decent members of a decent society will accept the person for who they are and 
not, you know, force the question. They'll just say, oh, okay, I think I, I think I know what's going on. I'll, I'll, I'll act a little bit differently around this person. Great person. Um, I want to make sure I, you know, I treat them properly, make, make life a little bit easier for them. Uh, especially if they're having some problems with certain issues. Um, but then you have these people who say, look at me, I'm an Aspie. And they're not. It's like it's the designer disability, you know. And uh, there's another there's another thing. I consider this actually part of a mental disability issue uh, because a lot of people who do this are mentally disabled. But it's uh, something called stolen valor, you know, impersonators. These people go around pretending pretending that they were in the military and the vast majority of the time people who do that people who are always wearing their fatigues and their badges and stuff the vast majority of the time those people are not who they say they are you know i mean obviously you have exceptions like military parades get-togethers etc but uh, i'm talking about the people that you know you see on the youtube videos and it's clear they were never in the military, clear to even the dumbest person out there. But when they're being spoken to, they can't seem to really reconcile reality with what they believe is reality. And the longer the conversation, the more apparent it becomes. Now, that's not to excuse all of them. Some of them are flat-out scammers. And that's even worse, you know. Um... And then, you know, so it's all about the self-labeling, the public, publicly publicizing, saying a lot of public blah, 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 uh, publicizing your own label in many ways uh, isn't necessary. If you are who your label says you are. You know, like uh, feminists, real feminists, people going out there for equality, show what needs to be done. They will rarely refer to themselves as that. They will say, my profession is this. And and you see how, you know, like the, the woman there, or a professional woman doing great at her job, doing this, this, and this she actively has done what she wants to do in life and she doesn't let anybody stop her and she helps others she fights for women's rights and she might say well you know you say are you a feminist well yeah yeah I'm a feminist or oh, I lead by example Th- that's like the true feminist the, the fake feminists or femi- feminazi freaks are the people who go out there and say I'm a feminist you do this this and this you vote for Hillary you're an evil hypocrite misogynist if you don't if you support this guy you're a horrible you know that type of shrill fucking behavior yeah. same thing with men's rights activists person who's there to make sure that the rights are equally held and in a lot of cases some men's rights activists they say well I'm a feminist I want to make sure there are equal rights. They will also be fighting for right, equal right, rights for men, right? So you have a, some major crossover there for rights activists 
any kind of activists and, and whatever. That's another reason why self-labeling doesn't really work in those situations. You know, social justice warrior, feminist, uh, men's rights activists uh, versus, you know, true people versus fakers versus, versus the haters versus the toxic people. The, uh, you know, the lean-to feminism being really toxic. The uh, uh, pro-man, anti-woman workplace male rights activists being super toxic. You know, people who label themselves, who go the extra mile to label themselves, who are not doing it out of professional need, like a lawyer, are usually just fucking bullshitters. And I don't know how how much more I need to say that. I've repeated myself a little bit too much in the last five minutes. It should have ended five minutes ago. Should have ended at 15 minutes. I went on for about five extra minutes. But I think you guys get what I'm saying, you know? And it's... I think you guys really do understand what I'm saying. It'd be pretty hard to, to misconstrue what I'm saying with anything else. And so I don't know what the solution is. I have publicly spoken about this more than a few times. Like, don't label yourself. Don't get caught in that label. And I, I've, I know I've convinced a few people not to self-label. Because I've actually shown them what a lot of self-labelers do, you know, like the people who call themselves woke or, uh, you know, all the time or the people who, you know, do any, anything that I've said before. A lot of people who call themselves gamer gators, you know, are, uh, they, they turn out to be pretty fucking toxic. Uh, comic skaters, a lot of them who proudly say, I'm proudly this, this, and this. And the vast majority of them are always getting in some horrendous, evil argument, uh, abusive argument, you know. Um, you know, I think I'm going to give two more examples of, of self-labelers. Um, it, this is this is really why the topic was originally going to be about people who self-label as feminists. So I, I, I think maybe I should talk about those examples. Um, so I mentioned the Theranos or whatever it was that Miss Holmes and uh, Mark Zuckerberg's wife, but I don't think that I mentioned. Um, this one woman who wrote a book on the history of dating. She didn't research the book at all. No research, no nothing. No citations. And she actually had the gall to claim that women were often, if not always, arrested for prostitution if they would ask a stranger out on a date. This is something that I had actually studied in terms of looking up, you know, courtship and whatever and, and social behavior 
of the 1800s and 1900s. So I wasn't specifically looking at that, but it was one of many behavioral traits I was looking at. And that was never fucking true. Um, women who would go out and approach men for a dinner date and then like go with a different man every night or every two nights or every three nights, a different man all the time, they are not, and, and then going to the man's hotel room and then never being seen with the man again, that's still a profiling thing on women, potential prostitution prostitutes. And those types of women typically are arrested. Now, have some innocent women been caught up in, you know, 100 years ago, 120 years ago? Possibly, potentially. I won't put it past it. Yeah, I, I don't doubt it because I have seen some false prostitution cases out there and the woman eventually getting cleared. Um, but it's not what the so-called feminist researcher and she prides herself and she calls she says I'm a feminist historian uh, I won't mention her by name but a lot of people have seen her book the book is bullshit there are a lot of other things that she mentioned that just weren't true and they weren't true by a factor of her taking something like what I just described and multiplying it by 10 and saying it applies to everyone and that is a big problem. Uh, another one was, um, well, you know what? I can't remember the other one. Probably wasn't important. But basically, that that's that was the original what the original topic was going to be centered on. And then I realized, no, that there are other people, people who self-identify as woke, all the time. Uh, like the that one, um, it was a couple years ago, uh, a black girl going after a white guy because a white guy had extremely curly hair and he tied his hair up. Uh, she accused him of stealing her culture of using a black man's dreads without knowing the history of that type of hairstyle in white culture, in cultures like, uh, I say white culture, there's no one white culture, but I mean, white cultures like uh, uh, the Irish Picts, uh, the cult, uh, the Celts, not the cults, the Celts, um, you know, those types of cultures, or the Goths, hair was formed or twirled, sometimes braided, in a similar way to dreads. And now the, the black girl, she didn't know that. She was not necessarily at fault for being, uh, I don't want to say abusive. She thought she was defending her culture. But she didn't take the time to understand that there are other cultures with similar practices. I mean, dear God, you look at the Greeks. Uh, I mean, talk about braided hair and beards and, and their, their, their mosaics, their, their busts. That shit went on. Of course, you know, Greek, Roman, uh, it was, as I said before, much more integrated culture than a lot of people give, a lot of people realize. I, I mean, 
how many black Caesars did we have? They say, oh, they call so-and-so the black Caesar. But you look at a lot of the Caesars, I counted at least seven or eight who would constitute as of mixed heritage. Minimum. People who were darker than, uh, you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And uh, so it, cultures have been mixing for thousands of years uh, in that particular story. But, uh, you know, so don't, don't put yourself in a color war. As in, you know, as I said before, when I refer to color wars, I'm talking about um, school jerseys, you know, flag wars. Don't put yourself into a flag war mindset. Don't label yourself unnecessarily. And uh, there is uh, there is a personal psychological thing when people do that. They start adopting traits of focusing just on their label and saying, I have to stay true to my label. No, you have to stay true to your moral beliefs. And that's not the same thing as staying true to your label, you know. And unless you adopt a label that's more about your overall morality and allows you some flexible room in order to adopt and adapt to new changes in society and behavior. So that's it. Uh, 30 minutes. I hope you guys all have a good one. Take care.